This message was recorded live at Life Church Lancashire, a contemporary Christian church in the north of England. Learn more at lifelanks.org. Good morning, Life Church. How are we all doing? Wonderful. What a special morning already. That was amazing. That was absolutely incredible. We've had so many uh, dedications this year, which have just been so special and so amazing. And Marla, I can't see it. She's gone. She had a moment, and now she's gone. Uh, but Marla, what, that was just incredible, Joe and Haley and Louis. And Louis, what a superstar big brother. He's just awesome, isn't he? So good. Well, if I've not met you before, my name is Pete. I'm one of the leaders here, and we're going to uh, finish our Christmas and Advent series together. And uh, how was your Christmas? How was your Christmas, everyone? Has the Christmas tree gone already? Let, let's see. Is the Christmas tree still standing? Let's see your hands. If the Christmas tree is still standing strong. Okay, that's pretty good, actually. What about for those of whom the Christmas tree went on Christmas Day? Anybody? No. We <clears throat> had a bonfire, yeah. Has the Christmas tree gone already for anybody in the room? Yeah, a few, a few people. A few people looking really happy with themselves. Christmas is over. It's done. <clears throat> well, what about 2018? How was your 2018? I'm not going to ask you to shout out or put your hands up, but how was your 2018? Like, if you could use a word to summarize 2018, what word, you know, one word, if you had one word to summarize 2018, what would be your one word to summarize how the year has been? You know, maybe for some of us, the word would be joy. <clears throat> like right now, if you're sat over here and you're looking at this incredible baby and this incredible family, you might be like just bursting with joy. And maybe 2018 was marked for you with, maybe this is the year you became a Christian. You know, there's people in this room who came to faith this year, who were baptized this year. You know, maybe for you, for you this year, that word joy would mark it out. Or maybe the word that you would use is pain. Maybe the word you would use is disappointment. Maybe the word you would use is regret. Maybe the word you would use is beginnings. Maybe this year, 2018, felt like it was a year of new beginnings. Maybe you moved to the area. You know, maybe 2018 was the start of a new job or start of a new relationship or start something new. Maybe that was the word you'd use, beginnings. I don't know what word you would use, and there's lots of different words we could, we could use, <coughs> excuse me, use to describe uh, 2018. But what would be one word that you would use to summarize it? Well, I hope... I hope this morning, this message, as we look at another part, maybe an unfamiliar part of the Christmas narrative, the Christmas story, my hope is that as we think about Mary and Joseph and the journey they went on and the story that they tell, that this message would propel us into 2019. I'm hoping and praying that 2019 is your best year yet. That 2019 would be a year that, that brings the dream of God in your life. You know, I believe that God has a vision and a dream for each individual, each family, and for this community. And what we're going to do as we uh, enter into this passage and we think about Mary and Joseph. You know, last week at White Christmas, I don't know if you were here for White Christmas. I loved White Christmas so much. I loved the boy band. Who else enjoyed the boy band? The boy band are getting a, a little applause there. You've got a fan. Can we call it a boy band? Was it? A man, a man, an old man band, a man band. They were great. I love them. But one of my favorite moments at White Christmas was when the Life Kids came on stage and we had this little nativity scene here and Mary and Joseph stood in the middle and I was once again just struck with the vulnerability 
You know, so I know it was children playing. But I also was struck with Mary and Joseph were children. Like, they were young people. They were young. They were vulnerable. They were, you know, the, the birth was shrouded in scandal. You know, the, and the weight of eternity was kind of thrust on their young shoulders. You know, such a weight that they carried in. As we read this story in a moment, we're going to be learning from, from Mary and Joseph. And, and as we'll see in this story, this is where... The baby's been born, the wise men and the shepherds have come and gone, but now the baby becomes a child. So we're going to be reading the story of Jesus the child or Jesus the toddler. And I want want us to reflect and think about our own hopes and dreams, maybe our own senses of, of regret over this year or our own sense of what has this year brought, what has this year meant to me, what am I hoping for in 2019, what is God's dream for my life in 2019. And as we reflect on all of these things, I want us to think about What is required to see the baby become a child and see that child grow and flourish? What is required to see the seed of a dream realized? Now, God has given you a vision. Or maybe you don't know this. Maybe today actually could be the day where you say, God of the universe, if you're real, what is your dream for my life? What what is your um, assignment for my life? What is your goal for my 2019? And for us as a church community to say, let's go again. We get this period to rest and reflect. And then 2019 is just a few days away where we get to say, we're going to go again. We're going to go again with all the energy we have to see the child grow and flourish, to see the seed of a dream be realized. So let's read together Matthew chapter 2, as I said, this kind of unfamiliar part of the Christmas narrative. The baby's been born. We've had the star. We've had the magi. We've had the shepherds. We've had the angels singing. And they've all gone. And we're just left with Mary and Joseph and the child Jesus. This is Matthew chapter 2, verse 13. When they had gone, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. Get up, he said. Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, Out of Egypt I have called my son. When Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi, he was furious And he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under in accordance with the time he had learned from the Magi. Then what was said through the prophet Jeremiah was fulfilled. A voice is heard in Ramah, weeping in great mourning, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. And after Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who are trying to take the child's life are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was reigning in Judea, in the place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the districts of Galilee. And he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So was fulfilled what was said through the prophets that he would be called a Nazarene. This is the bit we don't tend to act out on the stage. This is the unfamiliar part of the Christmas narrative. And what's happening here? Well, we've got God speaking through dreams. We've got extreme and barbaric violence. 
We've got God as refugee. You know, today uh, I heard on the radio, like a proper grown-up, Radio 4, I heard a, a service led by refugees uh, in London. And today is a day when we read this story where we remember that God was refugee, that Mary and Joseph were asylum seekers in this story. In this story of this horrific massacre of the innocents, we have this lament, this song from Rachel lamenting uh, for this injustice that has happened. And at the centre of this story, we've got a family, like this beautiful family we just saw on the stage a minute ago. We've got this family, Mary and Joseph and the child Jesus. And so just for the next few moments, I want us to reflect on what can we learn from Mary and Joseph? What can we learn from their lessons? If we're going to see the vision and the dream of our own lives and our own church community be realised if we're going to see the child become an adult and flourish, if we're going to see the seed of a dream realized. And here's some things that I believe is required to see the vision become a reality. Number one, I believe it requires bravery. This is what I see in Mary and Joseph. As I said last Sunday, as I was sat there watching the nativity scene, seeing this vulnerability of these children carrying the Son of God in their arms, I also saw, alongside vulnerability, I saw tremendous strength. You know, when I read Mary and Joseph's story, have you read this story? They've got this vicious dictator, this vicious leader out to get them. And they show this tremendous strength, this tremendous resilience, this tremendous bravery. And I believe that's what God is looking for in this community. That God has got things for us to do. God has got assignments, tasks vision for us to fulfill, but it's going to require bravery. Here's what Morgan Harper says about bravery. Bravery is the audacity to be unhindered by failures and to walk with freedom, strength and hope in the face of things unknown. And as I look across this community this morning, I see a community of people who have faced impossibilities, stared down impossibilities, And have risen up with bravery, just like Mary and Joseph. And maybe if 2018 has actually been a year of regret for you, well, maybe 2019 can be a different story. Maybe 2019 can be a year where we say, we're going to be like Mary and Joseph. We're going to allow this resilience and this bravery to rise up within us. Bravery is saying yes to things too big for us. That's what I believe about bravery. Bravery is saying yes to things that are too big for us. Think about Mary. The angel comes to Mary and says, you will give birth to a son and he will be the Messiah. He will be the King of Kings. He will be the Lord of Lords. And it's going to be your job to carry him within your own womb and then to carry him within your own arms. Like your assignment is to carry the Son of God. Can I tell you, I don't don't know this for sure because I don't know Mary. I've not asked her this question. But I can imagine it wasn't Mary's dream as a child to fulfill that role. I can imagine in that moment that Mary felt ill-equipped. I can imagine in that moment Mary thought, is there somebody else that could do this? But bravery is saying yes to things that are too big for us. And it might be that you have this sense of God calling you into something. God leading you, inviting you into something. And you might think, well, this wasn't my dream. This wasn't my plan. I feel ill-equipped for this. Is there not somebody else who could do this? Well, bravery is saying yes to things that are too big for us. 
oftentimes bravery is saying things that are too big for us. Bravery is going beyond ourselves. This is what I'm convinced about with every human being that I've ever met, that there is more in you than you know. I'm convinced about every human being that there is more in you than you know. I see Mary and Joseph and I see this vulnerability. I see these children, these young people having this huge assignment. But then I see this inner strength that says, I will go beyond myself because I'm being invited into the restoration of all things. You know, I, when I, again, when I look across this community, and you, you may not be convinced by this, but I am convinced that there is more in you than you know. There's more greatness in you than you know. Bravery is doing the right thing, even when it is difficult. Come on, 2019 is going to require some bravery, people. Are we up for this? And sometimes bravery is saying yes to things that are too big for us. Sometimes bravery is going beyond ourselves. And sometimes bravery is simply doing the right thing, even when it is difficult. Again, we might reflect on some regret in 2018, Let's not make 2019 a series of more moments that we regret. Let's say, actually, no, 2019, I'm going to mark it with bravery, with little moments of bravery where I do the right thing, even when it is difficult. Hey, bravery might just start with growing the inner person. Again, this is what I'm convinced of, that the people that appear very brave, the people that do things of outstanding bravery, outstanding courage, this kind of audacity, It doesn't start in the moment where they're faced with the challenge. It starts with developing the inner person. You know, maybe 2019 is the year you say, for those moments of opportunity and for those moments of trial and for those moments of tribulation, I'm going to develop the inner person. I'm going to work on the inner person. So when those moments come, where maybe in the past I would have made the wrong decision or made a mistake, actually that bravery is going to rise up because I'm going to develop this inner person. What does, that, what does that look like, developing the inner person? Well, it might be in 2019, it might be simple practices like simplicity, giving your life some sense of perspective, simplifying your life, you know, gaining some clarity and perspective and focus on your life. Having some moments where you are silent and you contemplate and you reflect and you develop this inner person, you listen to this, this voice from heaven, where you develop your prayer life, where you develop your Bible reading life, practices that remind you of the greatness of God and in our relation to him. Maybe this could sum it up, developing the inner person. I've seen a few people post this on Facebook and I really like this. In 2019, my goal is to build a stronger relationship with God. Everything else will fall into place. You know, maybe that could be your story for 2019. I'm going to seek first God. I'm going to seek first my relationship with God. And as I develop the inner person, I'll be more ready to act. I'll be more ready to respond. Bravery will rise up as I develop the inner person. Hey, I don't know if you've already started working on your list of goals for 2019. Maybe make that the top of the list. In 2019, my goal is to build a stronger relationship with God, knowing that everything else will fall into place around that. So Mary and Joseph, it required bravery. That's what I see in this young couple. Fear, definitely. Uh, Being overwhelmed, definitely. But I see this inner strength, this bravery, And that's what I think God is looking for in 2019, that we as a community, that we as individuals, we rise up and we show that bravery. Second thought, my second reflection. Are we okay so far? Second reflection. 
about what is required. I see this in Mary and Joseph. And Matt mentioned this, this word when he, was doing, when he was leading the dedication. A nurturing spirit. I see this all over this passage in Matthew 2. In verse 20, it says this, get up and take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel for those who are trying to take the child's life are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother and went to the land of Israel. I just love this within Joseph and within Mary. You know, in in one of the other gospels, in in Luke's gospel, when all the, the crowd have gone, you know, all the family have gathered and then have all gone and the dinner's been eaten and, and Mary's just left with the, the child Jesus. And, and it says that she cherished all these things in her heart. You know, Mary and Joseph, when we read their story, we see that they carry this nurturing spirit, this spirit of um, care, compassion, encouragement. Again, in this community, I see so many people who have a passion and a desire to see things grow and flourish. Now, I see this in every department, the musicians, things that happen on stage, things that happen off stage, things that happen in the cafe, in the kids department. I see people who have a passion to see things grow, to see things flourish, who have this care and encouragement and nurturing spirit. Mary and Joseph cared for Jesus before he could feed himself. This is one of the bizarre kind of paradoxes of the Christmas story. The God of the universe, the one who put the stars in the sky, became a baby who couldn't even utter words as a baby. And Mary and Joseph are there nurturing, feeding, wiping, you know, all the things that parents and grandparents and aunties and uncles and big brothers and sisters do for little ones. Mary and Joseph show this tremendous nurturing spirit for the baby Jesus. And for the child Jesus. And they see him grow and flourish and become all that he was meant to be. If we're going to see the vision realized. And if we're going to see the vision realized in your life and in our community. Then I think we need to embody this nurturing spirit. We need to be people that say, I am passionate and dedicated to see other people grow. Other people flourish. I'm passionate and dedicated to see others grow and others flourish. So here's my simple response to this point. Think of one person. Just even now, just have it in your mind, one person. Is the one person who in 2019 you could commit to encourage. You could commit to nurture. You could commit to care for. You could commit to say, I'm going to pray for this person. I'm going to be involved in this person's life. I'm going to be there for this person. I'm going to believe in this person. Maybe right now they're a brand new Christian. Maybe right now they're facing vulnerability or brokenness. Now maybe right now they're in a place of difficulty. And you're saying, just one person. You know, imagine everybody in this community just took hold of one person and said, we're going to give the best of ourselves to nurture them, to grow them, to see them flourish, to see the, the child become an adult. You know, to see the seed of a dream fully realized. I'd love it. I'd love it if we as a church community embodied that nurturing spirit more and more. And my third reflection this morning. It requires bravery. It requires a nurturing spirit. And it requires people willing to carry. This is what we see again in, in Mary and Joseph's story. Time and time again in this story, Mary and Joseph are picking up the child. They're on the run. Remember, God became a refugee and they fled. They had this, uh, this long and perilous journey to Egypt and they were willing to carry. 
Then when they came back, they realised it was unsafe to return to their hometown. So they moved to Nazareth, which is handy, because Jesus went on to be called Jesus Nazareth. And if that, if that hadn't happened, what would happen to the film? And it all gone wrong. But they were willing to carry. There were people who were willing to carry. And I love this. And again, I love this in this community. And maybe in 2019, for some of us, we're going to say, I want to be one of those people. I want to be like Mary and Joseph. I want to be somebody who's willing to carry, who's willing to pick up responsibility, who's willing to carry something that's precious. Why did they carry Jesus? Well, one, he couldn't walk, you know. He couldn't walk on his own. They recognized he was precious. He was vulnerable. He was also, as well as being precious, he was incredibly powerful. They realized they were carrying the Son of God. They were carrying the Savior of the universe. They were carrying something precious. It was a tremendous privilege. Like anybody who's ever held a baby knows, it's a tremendous privilege what you're holding in your arms. It's a tremendous gift. But it's also tremendously powerful. Like a a newborn baby is filled with potential, isn't it? Filled with life. And as they're holding Jesus, they realize we're carrying something precious, carrying something full of potential, but also something incredibly powerful. And in 2019, Life Church, wouldn't it be amazing if as a community we all say, we're going to carry weight. We're going to carry responsibility. We recognize that what we carry is a privilege, that it is precious, but it's also tremendously powerful. You know, those of us who have have said yes to Jesus and made Jesus the Lord of our life and orientate our life around the kingdom of God, we carry something incredibly powerful and precious, and it is a tremendous privilege. And I want to invite you in 2019 to be people that say, I want to carry more. I want to be somebody, I want to be like Joseph, who recognizes need, who recognizes opportunities, recognizes is invited into the story and says, I'm up for it. I want to carry more weight. Uh, Alan Scott in his brilliant book, Scattered Servants, says this, you are carrying kingdom authority. And whenever you awaken to that authority, it changes you and everyone around you. I want to ask you this question, what does your life carry? Like right now, what would you say your life carried? What are you carrying with you? Maybe excess from Christmas at the moment. But what are you carrying with you? You What are you carrying with you in your life? What marks your life? Maybe a better question for 2019 would be, what do I want my life to carry? Like when I walk into this environment, when, when I walk into my school, my college, my workplace, my home, what do I want to carry with me? Well, I love what Alan Scott says, because this is true, that you can carry something of the kingdom of God. You can carry something of the authority and of the power of the kingdom of God. We can be people who carry. Like Mary and Joseph, could you enter into the great restoration story of God? God looked at this young couple and said, will you join in? Will you carry something? Something precious, something powerful, this tremendous privilege. Will you participate? Will you join in? And Mary's simple prayer, simple reply was, yes, let it be. How about us for 2019? What is God inviting us into? And what's your response? Are you willing to carry? Maybe the band could come and join me because there's there's one more thing I want to say, but the band are going to help us with this as well. Because something I observe in this story and something I observe through the whole Christmas narrative and actually through the whole of Scripture is that God speaks through dreams. 
So in this, in this story, we have two instances, Matthew 2.13 and Matthew 2.19. God speaks to Joseph in a dream. And it's this dream that changes Joseph's life. It's this dream that changes Joseph's course of action. And I wonder for some of us today, if it's time to dream again. You know, maybe for some of us in 2018, the dream has gone cold. Maybe once upon a time, you had a sense of meaning and purpose in your life. Maybe once upon a time, you had the sense of, I'm here to do something. But maybe the dream has gone cold. And I want to encourage us, maybe it's time to dream again for 2019. Maybe these next few days, as we're warming up for New Year's Eve and, and then preparing for a new year, rather than just thinking about what do we need to do to get back to work or what do we need to have to get ready, maybe you could spend some time dreaming again and allowing God to illuminate your imagination. That's what I believe a dream is, that it's God illuminating your imagination. It's God breathing on our thinking. But sometimes our dreams are quite small. You know, sometimes our dreams and our ambitions um, are, are small and kind of inward looking. Well, actually, maybe today God wants to dream a bigger dream. Maybe God wants to give you a bigger dream for your life. Maybe God wants to invite you to think again, to re-envision your life. Maybe for some of us, it's just remembering the dream that's already there. You know, the dream for this church, fully devoted followers of Christ, to impact our neighbours, our nation and the nations. Maybe for some of us, it's just time to dream again and say, God, what have you already spoken? God, what is the dream you've already given me for my life? And maybe for some of us, it's just allowing God to capture our imaginations again and recapture us for the dream that he has for our lives. Maybe it's time to dream again, Life Church. So as the band, as the band just begins to play and, and help us, there's a few responses I'd love to give. And the first response is for those of us who are saying, I just, maybe there's never been a dream. You know, maybe there's never been a sense of meaning and purpose of your life. And maybe you weren't expecting that this morning. But I believe the God of the universe wants to illuminate your thinking. And that the God of the universe wants to speak a better word and give you a, a dream for your life. And wants to invite you into the dream that he has for, for your community, for humanity. And maybe for some of us, it's just that sense of it's gone cold. And I, wanna, I want the dream to come alive again. I want to be somebody who carries weight, who carries responsibility. I want to be somebody who participates. And I just need that dream to be to be alive in me again. I need to be captured again by that dream. So in a, mo- in a moment, all of us are going to get a chance to pray and to thank God for 2018. But before we all pray that, I love those of us who are saying, I just want to dream again. For the first time, God, I, I need your dream to come alive in me or I need to be recaptured by the dream. Discover more about us at lifelanks.org and stay inspired by subscribing to the podcast via iTunes. Thanks for listening.